Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. M-I-Z. Yes, the Cotton Bowl tonight. And uh, actually, my son is down there. He's got no money, no time, so he decided to uh, drive to Dallas to see the game. So maybe we'll get a report from him before uh, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, it's the Dave Glover Show. Charlie Brennan in for Chris and Amy. And by the way, I have a um, garage full of books called Only in St. Louis. And my wife has said, either get rid of those books or call... Um, I don't know, uh, Cordell and Cordell. So, <laughs> I was going to say a museum, but uh, I don't think they want them either. <laughs> so I, I am going to be speaking to the Clayton Chamber of Commerce, the Afton Lime Chamber of Commerce, and the Ledoux Chapel. And if you're looking for a speaker, everybody, uh, C.W. Brennan at KMWX.com. And you can also follow me at CharlieBrennan.com. Okay, what else is going on in the world? Big football game in Cleveland last night. The Browns over the Jets. Maybe we'll get a play-by-play in just a moment from Neil Fisher from WKYC Television. He's a native St. Louisan who's living there, and we invited him and Les Sturman from the Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis to talk about Cleveland and a recent story called uh, in the Washington Post calling Cleveland America's best example of turning around a dying downtown. Cleveland. They say the city that leads the nation by far in finding new uses for empty office buildings. And they took a look at Cleveland and they really gave it thumbs up. So let's talk about that as we welcome you, Neil, back to KMOX in St. Louis. How are you, sir? Charlie, I'm doing great. We're fresh off that victory last night. Uh, Now in the playoffs, the energy in downtown Cleveland last night was unparalleled. So, uh, wow. Uh, downtown Cleveland and the b- big victory for the Browns. I should mention that you're a native St. Louis and whose grandfather was the fire chief, Neil Svetanix, in Correct. St. Louis. Yes. So Named uh, after him. Yeah, that that's right. And uh, you know Les Sturman from the Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis. Les, Neil, Neil, Les. Nice Great to, to meet you, here. Les. Okay. Likewise. What did you think of the Washington Post story, Neil? What are people in Cleveland saying? I think it has a lot of a lot of value to what Cleveland has done and, and what Cleveland displays. Cleveland is a very accessible place uh, in downtown. You don't think that you have to have a car to go from one end to the other. Charlie, I know you walk around downtown Cleveland uh, when you're in town. I think you can get from Playhouse Square, from Cleveland State University, all the way to the flats and the river in about 20, 30 minutes by walking. I, th- I think it's fair. There's actually a big Clayco development at Cleveland State, and you can walk from uh, – that's a St. Louis firm. You can walk actually to the West Side Market in about 30 or so minutes, which is a very nice European-style market. And uh, you have three professional sports teams down there, the Browns, the Indians, the Cavaliers. You've got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, which is a big tourist attraction. I think uh, the piece de resistance, however, is the rejuvenated Lake Erie. 
The beach is beautiful. You would say to yourself, am I in Saugatuck, Michigan? No, you're in downtown <laughs> Cleveland. It really looks very nice, and that's a huge asset that no matter how hard it tries, I don't think we'll ever turn the Mississippi into that. Right, and that continues to be talked about and discussed here with, with Cleveland leaders is what's next for the development of the lakefront. You have so much, uh, so much beautiful property. What are you going to do with it next? And I think uh, Mayor Justin Bibb, who's from Cleveland, has done a great job so far of kind of laying out his vision of what he would like to see. But when you walk around downtown Cleveland and you walk from, let's say, the the Cleveland Guardian Stadium, Progressive Field, to the Brown Stadium, to North Coast Harbor in that area right on the lakefront, you, you pass by so many different shops, so many different restaurants, so many different bars that are constantly open and constantly have people flowing through. And like you mentioned, and like the article mentioned, the different apartments that are going up in downtown Cleveland, there's always something new right there at uh, Euclid and 9th Street, a, a new apartment that's going to be opening next year, I believe. Uh, and then on Lakeside and 9th, uh, uh, an, old, um, an old business building that's being converted into apartments with a great view of the lake. So there's always something, something happening, it, it feels like, in downtown Cleveland. This is Neil Fisher from WKYC Television in Cleveland. One of their anchors is a native St. Louisan by the name of Russ Mitchell, all-around great guy, and I think a Mizzou grad. And he's he's broadcasting live today from Cleveland as we talk about this city that the Washington Post just last week said is America's best example of turning around a dying downtown. Now, Les Sturman from St. Louis, um, before I ask you, just generally speaking, your, your, your impressions of this Washington Post story and maybe some lessons for St. Louis, did you notice that the mayor of Cleveland said that public safety is that city's first, second, third, fourth, and fifth priority? I, I did. I mean, there were a lot of things I, I, I took note of in that article. Um, uh, you know, number one... Um, you know, I think the thing that that really struck me is that Cleveland had a plan. They had a plan. They worked that plan. They executed it. Everybody was on board. They built out from a solid core. Um, and and St. Louis has never had that plan. Um, St. Louis has a, what a friend of mine likes to call Project Itis. We do a project here. We do a project there. But we don't really have a plan. Um St. Louis has many of the same advantages that Cleveland has. Extremely walkable city. We've got three professional sports franchises downtown. We have a national park. We have a great theater. Uh, we have movie theaters. Uh, you know, we've got a lot, of, a lot of advantages. I've lived downtown for almost 19 years now. And, you know, we walk every place uh, from one end of downtown to the other. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really a, it, it can be, a, we have the, all these assets and yet we have never put together a solid plan to use them, which Cleveland has apparently done. Uh, the Washington Post said you have to start in a small area and expand from that. In Cleveland, they say it was uh, public square, but not so entirely sure because they also have five theaters on Euclid Avenue in downtown Cleveland. And that's... Not exactly at Public Square, so I and they have the stadium on the lakefront and the Science Center and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and so everything just didn't start, Neil, at Public Square like the Washington Post suggests, did it? Right, and I don't believe so either. But Public Square offered a, a place for people to go to to have a public space, mm. and we also have in Cleveland 
mall B and mall C, which are, I don't know, Charlie, what would you say? Football fields of just green space right in the heart of downtown Cleveland, which offer folks who are working in the area or who are walking through or visiting a chance to just sit there, maybe have lunch and hang out for the day. Yeah. I want to tell you guys a little secret that uh, I I know you don't know, but uh, in this Washington Post article, there's a fella, uh, a Cleveland lawyer by the name of Tony Coyne, and he is given credit for walking around with a laptop and sharing the vision of this expanded public square. I'm here to tell you that I went to high school with him, and about 20 years ago, he came to St. Louis, or maybe 15, to take a look at our city garden on market because he wanted to get some ideas to take back to Cleveland. How about that? Silence in the room. Well, City Garden is a wonderful place. I spend a it lot is. of time there. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, it's, it, there's construction going on there now as it's being expanded. Uh, you know, one story I like to tell is, you know, I, I used to be at East-West Gateway, and uh, we gave a lot of federal grants for projects. We tried to focus on downtown. And I should just tell our listeners and everybody that East-West Gateway is the regional planning organization for the St. Louis area. Correct. Um, so about 20 years ago, um, we put about $17 million into Washington Avenue. And they're federal, state, uh, and local funds and some private funds. Um, Washington Avenue was rebuilt. It was a showplace. And, and that was the beginning of the, uh, the explosion of loft buildings downtown. It's about the time that I moved downtown. Um, and it was really a happening place. And we were starting to see the beginning of some retail. Uh, there was a lot of street activity, uh, restaurants, clubs, etc. And, um, and we've squandered that development. We can't even get the city to replace light bulbs on Washington Avenue. It's deteriorated. Um, Ballpark Village has really emptied out um, Washington Avenue. And, uh, and, and and, you know, the Cardinals got a public subsidy to do it. So, I mean, I think that's the uh, evidence of a lack of planning uh, for our downtown. We're getting the timeout sign. And so we're going to thank you, Neil Fisher, for joining us this morning on KMOX in your native St. Louis. Thanks for telling us a little something about Cleveland and its uh, downtown renaissance. We sure appreciate it. Charlie, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. And go Browns. And um, go Brownies. when we come back, we're going to take your phone calls. Hey, folks in the KMOX audience, what do you think about downtown St. Louis? What could we be doing? 436-7900-800-925-1120. Les Sturman's going to hang with us. We'll take your phone calls, and we'll discuss downtown St. Louis. Downtown St. Louis, what can we learn? What can we do? We have the assets. Where do we go from here? 436-7900-800-925-1120. Les and I have ideas. Have ideas. We'd like to hear yours as well. News is next on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Charlie Brennan on The Voice of St. Louis. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. This is the last Chris and Amy show 
for uh, 2023. It's great to be part of it. Thanks for including me. And next hour, we've been talking about Cleveland right now, and it's downtown. The Washington Post has really lauded downtown Cleveland, and the Drury Hotel has two Cleveland properties. We're going to talk to representatives of Drury next hour after the news. Right now, we're talking to Les Sturman from the Citizens for a Greater Downtown St. Louis, and we're also taking your phone calls. What do you think about downtown St. Louis? What might we do? Um, I will say, I've been to downtown Cleveland to visit family three times in the last year. The sidewalks are not jammed, unless there's a special event. So it's it's not Paris, we'll put it that way. But it is a very pleasant downtown with some remarkable redevelopment. And I don't think what they've attained is unreachable for downtown St. Louis. And I think, Les, you would you would share the same sentiment. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think we've got all the assets uh, and more, perhaps, in some ways than Cleveland does. We just don't utilize them well. And one thing I did see in Cleveland, like I saw in Boston, uh, cruisers, police cruisers with two cops in the front seat. I like that. I don't see a lot of that around here. Do you see that? Yeah, we've had uh, we've had a little more police presence okay. uh, with the help of the private sector. The police foundation has funded some additional cops uh, over the last few months. Um, but typically, we don't see a lot of police downtown. And, you know, everybody will complain about folks running red lights, speeding, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, stuff. Uh, it's been a relatively quiet last few months. Good. And Quiet's quite, good. And it's absolutely good. Uh um, you know, we had some problems uh, late night, July 4th. But after that, I think uh, people started paying attention to what was going on downtown. And it's been it's been pretty quiet. So it's that's that's been a good uh, development uh, uh, downtown and hopefully it continues. But uh, as as the mayor of Cleveland said, uh, safety is is number one. You can't convince people to move here. You can't convince people to visit here right. and take some time. Uh, unless we're convinced uh, that it's uh, safe. Um, you know, I have friends that, you know, live in, in Clayton or West County who absolutely will not come downtown uh, because, uh, you know, we've, we've, got, we've acquired a reputation. Uh, I think that really took a dive with the, the uh, notorious Rain nightclub, with, you know, which uh, uh, created a lot of trouble downtown over a period of time, a lot of headlines, and I think that has really stained the reputation of our downtown. To the phones we go. Les Sturman from the Citizens for Greater Downtown St. Louis with me, Charlie Brennan, and our first call comes from Scott. Hi, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Hey, uh, good morning, folks. Um, I totally agree that it's safety has to be paramount because without it, especially, you know, taxpayers, folks who have families, folks who want to stay alive because they have a lot to live for, aren't interested in gambling downtown with some errant youth who uh, is trying to get into a gang or to have uh, makes his bones with his gang members. It's, it's ridiculous. This is all self-inflicted. This is all brought about by liberal policies, not enough policing, too much being loose with the criminals. Charlie, I've traveled all over the country, and when you see the St. Louis skyline coming in from Illinois. It is breathtaking. It's beautiful. And yet what's on the metro side, railroad tracks and trouble. There should be condos on the Illinois side looking over to Missouri that are worth a million or two. 
because you would see it in Pittsburgh. You'd see it anywhere else in the country. Cincinnati. Not in St. Louis. Cincinnati, absolutely. Very good point. Scott, thank you very much for your phone call this morning to KMOX. Yeah. Uh, The mayor of Cleveland said that public safety is the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth priority for his downtown. Harold, you're next on KMOX. Hello. Good morning, Harold. Happy Happy New Year, Charlie, to you and your, your guests. Thank you. And what I wanted to talk about is what I believe was the renaissance of Cleveland. And that would be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Didn't hurt. Which was built or given to them 35 years ago or 30 years ago. And not many St. Louis's noticed, but it was offered to St. Louis first. And we turned it down. And the reason why it was offered to us first, I believe, is because Chuck Berry was the first person to go in. And if you've noticed, that's about when Cleveland started its renaissance. Maybe so. Um, The Washington Post seems to indicate that uh, as great a tourist attraction as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, and I was there in November, and it, it was pretty jamming on a Saturday afternoon, they think that when the city got ready for the 2016 Republican Convention, it gave them a goal to fix the place up, concentrate on their public square, renovate some buildings, Perhaps, but these things don't happen overnight, Les. They- no, and it's, you know, we've always, uh, you know, like I said before, we have this uh, sense of project-itis all the time. I, you know, I heard folks uh, say over the years that uh, the, the Dome Stadium was going to save downtown or that the new Bush Stadium was going to save downtown or the renewal of the arch ground. There's always some project that's going to save downtown. It's not about a project. It's about having a plan and executing that plan and getting everybody on the same page uh, to link all these assets together. Right now, what we have is a series of islands downtown. We've got uh, Ballpark Village. Uh, we've got the convention center, Union Station, the soccer stadium, the casino. They're a series of self-contained islands, and that doesn't make a great downtown. I think they're all great developments, but it's the stuff that happens in between the people on the street uh, the activity that creates a great downtown. I think so. When you walk down a sidewalk and you can go into a dry cleaners, a bakery, a bookstore, people love that, uh, tourists and locals. The Washington Post recommends downtowns hire private security. We've done that. They like food trucks. They say waive the fees for the food trucks and lower any fees for the small business and expedite all the permits and they also suggest that you give out free bucks, uh, give out $10 good for any luncheon spot uh, on a particular day and give it out on the street, uh, let's say in the morning. Is that a gimmick you'd pursue? I think they are gimmicks, really. I, you know, I think you have to create the conditions for growth, uh, public safety obviously being number one, infrastructure, all of those things. You create the conditions and you will grow naturally. You can't you know, get people like your caller, Scott, to come downtown because you got a couple of food trucks down here. You really have to change the perception of downtown. Um, And, you know, I think that's what we really have to work on. And it's not going to be the kind of eye candy or or gimmicks that that ultimately will renew this downtown. Let's see if we can sneak Don in. One final phone call this morning on this subject, and then we'll let uh, Les go enjoy his weekend. Hi, Don. You're on KMOX. Hey guys, for me, it's all about number one. It's all about safety. I was I used to use the landing down the '70s when the bars were hopping, the piano bars. It was a lively place. 
I still go there for the spaghetti factory. My daughter's been going there since she was six. It's still a tradition to go there. I do not feel safe. I go to the parking lot to park. A panhandler comes up, asks for money. You got guys walking the streets with hoodies that did look like <laughs> I don't want to get near them. So the landing is a nightmare, and it's not lit up near enough. It needs a lot more lights. I just want to see what you guys thought about that. Well, what I think is uh, that's the reason why Americans set a record for travel to Europe last summer. I think a lot of American cities from Portland to San Francisco, St. Louis, were starting to scare people off, and uh, Americans went to Europe like never before because they like cities, but they those are safer cities. Yeah, and I, I think I should point out that, you know, my wife and I have lived down here for almost 19 years, and we walk every day out on the streets. We have never had a problem. So, I mean, to some degree, good. Safety gets uh, exaggerated. It's it's clearly an issue. It's an issue that, that my organization has really focused on. But we shouldn't exaggerate the, the problems that I, that that's, some of us have talked about on this program. Les Sturman, Citizens for Greater Downtown St. Louis. Uh, boy, I can't thank you very uh, – I can't thank you enough for joining us today. I wish you a, a great weekend. Let's stay in touch. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 